Hi guys. Hi. Hello. Um, let's go way back first. Um, oh, this one is the right one. Yes. Um, let's go to the last show you did prior to this sequence. Um, mm -hmm. What did you say to each other? <laughs> I can't even remember. Oh, was it at the? Did we play at like Chelsea Football Club or something? Stamford <laughs> Bridge. We played like an underground, an underground venue there. I think that was the last thing we did on the last round, wasn't it? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I, can't. I think that you often don't even realise at the time what the last thing is, yeah. um, and then suddenly the diary's <laughs> empty. <laughs> yeah. I seem to remember. Sort of during the course of 2013, when we were doing those final shows, um, that maybe some of the the passion and the enthusiasm had begun to melt away. Um, I think in part because of we, you know, I, I'd said I wanted to go off and do a solo yeah. project, and I guess that um, you know took the wind out, out of everyone's sails. To a certain degree, but I also think probably, you know, we'd been touring and making records, um, you know, for pretty much ten years sort of non-stop at that point, and uh, I think it takes it out of you um, inevitably. You kind of lose some of that freshness and enthusiasm that you have when you first start. So, when did you say to them that you wanted to do a solo album? Was it prior to recording Strange Land, or, or during the recording, or? It was during the first part of touring, I think, of Strangeland. I mean, my life was definitely, it felt very extreme at that point. You know, I was definitely still struggling with my addiction. And, um, yeah, just, uh, but also, yeah, the, the other end of that, you know, I also felt this desire to step away from Keen and um, have the freedom, I suppose, feel like I had the freedom to really focus on making uh, my own record um, yeah so it was a weird time um, uh, but I yeah I think it was I think it was a, maybe we were on a tour in America beginning very beginning of 2012 and I, I suddenly just thought to myself you know what I think maybe the best thing is to step away and, and focus on other things for a while maybe becoming your own person <laughs> or not? May, well, there's definitely a, a little bit of that, isn't there? When you grow yeah. up yeah. together, making with the same dream, and you know you're you're kind of all pulling in the same direction to make it a reality, and then you're sort of in tour buses and hotels and shows all around the world and f for years and years. Yeah, you were saying it the other day. Sort mm. of, you you do lose a bit of your individuality, don't you? What yeah. was it for you when he told you that he wanted to do a solo album? Was it something that you saw coming or? Yeah, I think it was kind of brewing up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I felt, I suppose I felt sad about it, but I also totally, you know, under, understood that, you know, if you, if you want to, well, firstly, from a musical point of view, like if you want to do, make your own music, Whoever it's with, you know, you've, you've got to do that. Otherwise, it's going to mm. be 
poisonous, <laughs> you know. Um, but also, as Tom says, I, I do totally understand, and I think I, I think we all feel it inevitably that if you're if you're in a band, everybody sees you as like this one unit yeah. that moves as one and thinks as one. Um, whereas, of course, the reality is you're individuals. Um, and I suppose when you get to, you know, if you're if you're kind of thirty six and you've got two children and um, y you know you're not like a bunch of eighteen year olds in a band like sort of blood brothers together on a mission. You know, it's it's sometimes it feels kind of ludicrous. <laughs> your your every step in life is is dependent on a bunch of other people. What was it like for you to see him struggling during that time with his addiction? Was it something that you could help with or did you see it? Well, um, I mean, it's a very long story, I suppose. Um, but I, I mean, during the band, even during, during the time that we were uh, making albums and touring before, you know, yeah, it was, it was very hard. Um, but I suppose, I, you know, I almost got to a point where I felt like, um, I can't, uh, <laughs> I suppose it had done a lot of damage to me as well, it, to be honest. So I sort of got to a point where I just thought I can't, I don't know what to do and I don't know how to help. So I almost just sort of stopped getting involved. But then, you know, that even after we stopped touring together, you know, that, then it almost got even worse. Mm. And I sort of wasn't part of that at all. Yeah. What was the time like for you then? Uh, you stopped touring. Did you think, well, this is the end of Keen, or, well, we, we will get back together? What, what was your sentiment? Um, well, we left it very open, um, and I think, you know, we occasionally kind of checked in about it, and I, I know that Tom wanted to, to see how it felt, I suppose, with the solo stuff, um, which, again, totally makes sense. Um, but uh, I suppose at the same time, it was quite hard being in limbo. Um, so, uh, you know, so it was quite difficult psychologically, uh, but also probably good to have a break. You know, I think I was ready for a break too. But after all, um, you know, I, I, it was, it, I learned a lot. You know, I was having a tough time with my marriage. I mean, you know, my marriage broke, you know, broke up with my wife. And, you know, so I was dealing with a lot of that stuff. And then musically, um, I did a lot of writing with other people, um, and you know some some interesting stuff. But I also learned, um, I really started to appreciate how much I missed working with Tom and the other guys from Keen, um, and and how much they will bring to to the music and how good the music we make together is so uh so i think it was a it was good it was good to have that break and mm. we all learned a lot from it what was it for you those first years were hard years away for, from the yeah. band um it was again it was a very it was a strange cocktail of of different experiences because uh my daughter was born um which obviously was a completely joyous occasion. Um, and yeah, and I really, you know, the, the, the freedom I felt from being able to just 
be my own master of my own destiny and get up each day and try and write songs and um, start that process of the solo record was was really it was very exciting um, but all of that was matched with the the madness of my addiction which sort of 2014 it sort of really that was the worst it ever got um, and so it was a peculiar time um, yeah uh, so, but yeah then then Beginning of 2015, I finally got myself sober, um, and really from that point onwards, it it was, you know, obviously over the years, all this stuff, had, I, I kind of stored it up inside, and um, creative energy, sort of things that I'd repressed emotionally, um, and just just a kind of you know, all, all of the energy that had gone into being a, an active drug addict, suddenly it had to go somewhere. And it, and it all kind of poured out in this sort of, so beginning of 2015, all the way through that year, I just wrote and wrote and wrote and like wrote loads of songs, lots of which I was really happy with. Um, and then, yeah, and then t early 2016 started recording the solo album. So, I, yeah, I, although, it, although that break away from Keen started with a lot of craziness and a lot of hard times it also turned into something very beautiful and exciting and i learned a lot about myself um what did you learn then what is the thing that made you decide well now i'm gonna go full force and and creatively myself and stop with all the craziness uh well there were lots of things in terms of an addiction that that i think where you well, you get to a point where you realise either you're going to end up killing yourself, um, and or at best like lose everything. You know that was that was certainly on the cards. Um, or or you could you know my my the, my other choice was when I wake up tomorrow, this has got to end, and thankfully it did. Um, there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of therapy involved and. Um, a lot of a lot of really hard work and facing up to things that felt very uncomfortable. Did you speak to each other back then? Um, I mean, not not so much through that particular time. Um, I don't think. I, I mean, it's. Mm -hmm. I, I was definitely. Yeah, we not a lot anyway. Um, definitely to the extent that I didn't really. I wasn't really aware that Tom was sort of in such a bad place at the time. Um, so yeah, I mean, it wasn't like we went through years without talking, but you know, oh, I suppose oh, I don't know months, probably often months. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's hard to remember. <laughs> what do you think of his solo album? <laughs> it's great. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I think um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 fantastic. Was it? I can. Was it hard? Was it happy? A happy moment, or was it for you? Compare it to your years with him, with Keen. What, 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 what was the sentiment? Oh, were you happy for him, or were you thinking, well, hey, he is not on the songs that I write, or <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I suppose. Um, I mean, most, most importantly, I was yeah happy for Tom because I totally understand that. As I was saying before, you know, if you. If you, if you have a need to express something, and especially, well, it's a com it, it was a long process, you know, because I can remember 
you know, I can't remember what happened when, but I remember originally when you were, you had a load of demos and then, mm. oh yeah, yeah, you know, sort of management weren't being very supportive, <laughs> and, I, and I remember feeling very defensive on your right. behalf, yeah. you know, and and uh, so I was very happy, even though I think after that, you know, you had sort of problem, you know, addiction problems and so on. I was very happy that then. At the end of that, you know, there was, I suppose there was a lot to write about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and some great music that came out of it. Um, I mean, I, you know, and then, yeah, of course, at the same time, it's very bittersweet because, you know, I love making music with Tom and I sort of felt probably, probably around the same time I was definitely starting to be very disillusioned with writing for other people and and you know I really wanted to start making some music I cared about and and um, you know I'd much rather be doing that with uh, with in a keen context. Yeah. Two questions. One question is: Is there one song of of a solo album that you say well, that that really touched me or uh, surprised me even with what he what he wrote or what he did music-wise or? Um, oh gosh. <laughs> That's a tricky one. What was the one we played in battle? Quicksand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I like the fact that there's, you know, it's such a cohesive album um, and tells that story. I mean, I suppose that's, that's a very bittersweet story, although very hopeful, I guess, mm. uh, in the end. Um, so they're all brilliant, that's what you're saying. They're all brilliant. All you know, I mean, I love, I love quicksand. I suppose, you know, if I, I don't know if I, okay. to, if I had to choose one, but I, I, I mean, in a way, I like the dark, the dark stuff. <laughs> but, mm. you know, that's just me. Did you ever feel the need because you said you were writing for other people, you were disillusioned with it? Did you ever feel the need? Well, maybe then I form another band, a new band, or uh, find another soulmate? Maybe I don't know. It's, it's, I was a few just keen or nothing your own output well it's funny I mean people did sort of suggest that kind of thing and I mean the music industry is very weird and I don't feel I don't, uh, I, yeah you know even the co-writing stuff I as I say I struggled with a bit um, and then people would say oh you know look at you know there was a bit of a trend for kind of bands where you know there were a couple of kind of synthy puppet masters in the background, like playing a synth and doing some beats. And then, you know, you get the sort of, you know, beautiful woman who's like 20 years younger to be the singer or whatever. It's just like Keane. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, you know, I don't know. And people kept saying, oh, why don't you do that? And I just, I mean, it's like, that. I suppose there comes a point where you have to consider all options. Because I just felt like, oh, you know, what what do I do? Yeah. What what am I going to do with my songs or my songwriting or my musical passion? Um, and I, yeah, I didn't. I just I felt like instinctively I just didn't want to do any of those things. I didn't really want to form another band. Um, you know, I have a little side project with Jesse from Keen, but that's that's a very small thing. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, I, well, I just love love making music with 
Tom and Rich and Jesse, and I just think we're we're better. You know, I, I don't want to do something that's like a like keen but not as good. <laughs> yeah. When you did your own solo albums, you did two. Um, what did you start? Did you start appreciating certain parts of Keen more than maybe when you stopped while working on your own, while working on those solo albums? Um, I think I appreciated how much effort is required in in terms of writing a record. Well, yeah, I mean, I say effort. I mean, it is if you've got the inspiration, then actually it's a really wonderful time because you, you feel all this you, you suddenly you kind of uncover something inside yourself and and all of this music flows out of you and, it, and, it, and you really the process is trying to capture that but you still have to put in a lot of time and effort and you know spend a lot of time kind of thinking about the stuff you've written particularly lyrics and all yeah. of that so I so definitely I you know I sort of thought of just how much work Tim has put in over the years, you know, to make, uh, to get to that point where we would have a bunch of songs to, to record. And, um, uh, so yeah, there was that. Um, but I mean, other than that, no, I, I really just enjoyed the process. What did you, you know, enjoy the most? Uh, I, well, I, I mean, I, by, by, by nature, I'm quite, um, despite the fact I'm this front man, you know, I'm actually, I think, quite a shy person. Um, yeah, socially quite quite awkward. Um, well, that's the way I feel anyway. I might not act like that. Is it but... true? Is it true what he's saying? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. I take it as a sign of intelligence. <laughs> yeah, I tend to, you know, I feel like I, yeah, I, I, my default is to isolate myself, basically, and avoid situations. But a bit... When you make a solo album, you have to meet people. You have to throw yourself into those situations, um, whether that's when you're writing or with um, uh, you know the musicians that are going to either play on the record or come out with you and play live, and um, producers and mix all of those all of those per personnel. You have to build that team from from scratch, really. Yeah. Um, and I was very anxious about that. You know, I thought, oh God, how am I? How am I going to find the energy for it? But of course, it was actually a really lovely thing once I sort of got over myself and and put myself in those positions. And I met so many great people, so many really musical people as well. Um, and it was yeah, it was very enlightening, very enlightening actually, um, to to sort of step out there into into another world. Okay. You released in 2016 and 2017. An album, and I'll read out a quote that you said uh, because I think that's maybe the starting point of uh, oh, the quotes. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. No, I think it was a really nice quote. I, I, I found myself wondering how I had come to let this very enigmatic and important re relationship in my life drift. Yeah, right. What was the, when did you had uh, when did you get to this realization? Well, one of the ways that I stay well is you know from. Well, just in life in general, but certainly the, through through my addiction, what the the way I've got well is through a lot of psychoanalysis therapy, basically. Um, it's quite a rigorous form of therapy, and um, it, it's very detailed, um, very involved. You know, it's, it's sharing everything with another person, and um, 
you know, so you look at the relationships in your life and the important ones and um, try and be um, uh, uncompromising about uh, looking at those things. And you, you know, uh, and, and obviously one relationship that, that's, as I say, and that quote seemed to have drifted was yeah. my relationship with Tim, you know, as, as we were discussing earlier on, we hadn't really seen each other. Um, and yeah, and, and I just felt like it was a, that was a, of a cons, that was a concern to me. I'm sure if I wanted to be my normal avoidant self, I could have just gone, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll see Tim at some point, but, you know, but it felt to me like, actually, no, I must address this and um, do something about it. And so, yeah, so I phoned him up and then we, we met up for, for a fireside chat uh, <laughs> at the end of 2017. What was it for you when he, when he phoned you up? Uh, yeah, great. I was really pleased about it. Um, I think I... I think I really needed it actually at that time. I think I just sort of reached a, um, I mean, part of, you know, I was saying about them not really knowing where I was going musically and I'd, I'd recorded a load of songs on my own. That was where I'd got, got to basically. I was like, oh, I don't like writing with other people. I don't want to start a new band or whatever. I'll just write, do some songs on my own. So I'd recorded a load of songs and then I'd really lost confidence in them. Um, and so I got to the end of that year feeling a bit like, well, I really don't know what comes next. <laughs> I had no idea what to do, basically. Yeah. So, um, you know, and also I, in the process of recording on my own, I was really missing, you know, these guys musically, um, but also just that company and, you know, the kind of brotherly relationship. Um, so, yeah, it was it was all very good timing. Did you know what he was going through with his marriage? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I knew about it. I, yeah. And I think the, I'd made an assumption, actually, that, you know, uh, he kind of <laughs> got through the worst times because it obviously had been, it had been quite a few years by that point. Um, and, you know, I thought, oh, Tim's probably moved on, and um, but actually, as you know, the songs uh, reflect. It, it was almost like there was a delayed yeah. uh, reaction, a sort of you know post shock reaction, um, and so uh, yeah, my I, and I didn't realise quite how uh, how sad he felt about the whole thing, and and the yeah and. Um, and that's what I got from the songs, you know, more than anything else. So as, as very often with the two of us, the communication happens, uh, you know, more sort of, sort of uh, what's the word? I don't know, subtly or sort of through, through another form or medium. And, and yeah, through, through the songs, I suddenly saw the, 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 the kind of depth of emotion that he'd felt um, about about his marriage breaking down and how it was still affecting him. And uh, yeah, so my immediate reaction was, God, you know, I, I want to I wanna be there for Tim and uh, as a friend, but also um, as a singer, you know, and, and a singer who loves singing 
songs full of high emotion and real honesty and vulnerability, it was all there. It was like, wow, I want to sing these songs, you know, for, for those two reasons. Were you hesitant to let him, let him hear the songs? No, not at all. I mean, well, only in that, uh, you know, I, want, I wanted him to like them, I suppose. <laughs> Um, but, but that's always the case, you know, I always really um, sort of, you know, it's, it's very disappointing <laughs> <laughs> if I play Tom a load of songs and, you know, he doesn't like them, um, but that's, it's that's never fine. Happened, it? Well, Maybe. there are always some, you know, some and some. Yeah. What, what, um, what was the song that you triggered most when, you, when, he, let you, when he let you hear the songs? Uh, well, there was a batch, so there was a, this sort of solo album that Tim had written, which I think, you know, sort of unencumbered by the pressures of Keen and all of that, and and obviously wanting to access this this feeling, these feelings of real kind of sadness. He he produced this sort of solo album that was that was just very every song was very honest, and um, yeah, I know there were sort of. The reaction from other people had been like, "Oh, some of it's too, it's too hard to hear." But actually, I—that's the, bit, those are the bits that I really loved the most, um, because I think, um, yeah, that—that's that's the that's a part of like art that really appeals to me is when the, when there's no filter, there's there's nothing holding back the the pure sort of emotion and experience, and so. Um, yeah, there were there were a few songs actually. Two of them have made them onto Cause and Effect, uh, which are Strange Room and Thread. And I pick, I mean, I pick either of those. I think, yeah, Thread is, yeah, Thread's are just a, I mean, it's a beautiful song melodically, um, uh, but I think also just that idea that sort of in the song of, um, you know, this little. This this kind of great thing that you built suddenly going, you know, this marriage and this relationship and everything that that entails over such a long period of time, that big thing in your life going and it feeling like it's just it's just hanging there by a thread. Um, yeah, I thought it was beautifully it was a beautifully conceived song, um, and uh, yeah, so obviously I was very drawn to that. When you decided to record an album, album together uh, with with Keen again, were there certain things that you said, well, we must do this differently to avoid well things that happened in the past? Yeah, uh, we when we first met up, uh, all four of us, um, we talked explicitly about um, trying to make sure the whole process was fun. Basically, um, and also, I, I think probably more the touring was likely to be more of a worry. Um, although, to be honest, I think it affects everything. You know, I think there was just a principle of like, okay, well, we need to respect each other's need to not say yes to everything um, and to fill the diary for years on end with stuff, you know. Um, and uh, so, you know, there was that conversation. But also, I think, um, maybe even more importantly, just in the in the intervening years, we'd learned, we'd all learned so much about ourselves and about our flaws and 
habits and or habitual behavior i suppose um that i think we were i think we are all better equipped to to deal with ourselves and each other in a more kind and supportive and patient way and um you know hope for I, and i think that makes a huge difference you know it really does make a difference because you I mean, one of the biggest things I think is that you, you know, when you're on the road or something, you can get, you get down or you get tired or you get frustrated and you think, you know, why is it me that feels this way and everyone else is fine? And, and of course, the reality is that everybody has these sort of ups and downs and, and actually, and there's no one else around to support you. You know, we have, we have to support each other because no one else is going to really, you know, in the, in the moment. So I think learning that actually it's really important that we help each other out and, and yeah, are always supportive. It's, you know, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, Keene in the old days could become, it was a place where we were quite judgmental and quite, um, you know, of, us, of ourselves, of each other. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of problems that never got addressed, so, you know, really avoiding stuff and not confronting things. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and so it, it could quickly become quite a toxic place um, and a, quite an unhealthy place. And yeah, so I think everything that Tim just said, you know, is a sort of a way of trying to make sure that those things didn't happen again. Because you know, so we, we talked about let's really enjoy this, let's really celebrate yeah. what we have. Um, yeah, and I think in order to do that, yeah, it has to feel a bit touchy-feely and, um, you know, and uh, respectful and all of those those things. Is there one song that you, when you were recording this album that, that he sang to it, you say, well, this is, it emphasizes what I missed? I mean, there's one song that... Uh, well, I mean, all, all of the songs, okay. really. Um, it was very exciting to hear Tom singing the songs, you know, I mean, I, I, I've always loved hearing Tom singing and that's not a new, a new thing. Uh, and, you know, you know, that's a, one of the great things about being in Key. And even though, you know, we've been making music together for 30 years or something terrifying like that, you know, I still find it <clears throat> exciting listening to Tom sing, especially if it's a new song and it's the first time. Um, I mean... I don't know, you could probably pick any song. I do remember um, there's a song called I'm Not Leaving, which is, you know, one of the very emotional ones, but it's very magical and dreamy. And I, there's something about that vocal that was, you know, you need to be a really great singer to make that one, you know, fly and... Um, so to yeah, I remember the first time hearing Tom sing that. It just instantly sounded like a magical piece of music just because of the vocal. Um, so yeah, very, very cool and very exciting. Okay. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you.